All right, we're live. Uh, don't adjust your headphones, folks. That voice you hear is the sweet relief of a Craigless episode. <laughs> sweet relief. So we are live. You can confirm that. Uh, yeah, we're we're 15 seconds live. Okay. Because I've always assumed that Craig has booby-trapped this entire website. So that if anyone but him takes control, it just self-destructs. I honestly, it took me a good like half hour this morning in bed. I was trying to think of what I was going to say when we went live and I just threw it all out the window because Patreon <laughs> just threw me for a loop. But, Did I you just, have a big oh. open plan? No, no, I, I honestly <laughs> couldn't come up with something. I had writ, wrote some things down on my phone. I was going to do a lights camera action. I was going to do um, we are now online and live. <laughs> so. My favorite part is that you had to write these down. Yeah, well, I also I want to I want to come right off the top and I want to clear my good name. Okay. I am. I'm gonna look right into the camera for this one. I am not a pervert. I do not have weird porn searches. Clip all these, okay, people. I do not. I just made a, a suggestion in the chat that Reddit is a good place to get your porn. I don't know about all that. And I was torpedoed, absolutely <laughs> torpedoed to oblivion. This, I don't know what you're this talking about. Will not stand. <laughs> Well, we'll get to Matt and his uh, sick perversions later in the program. Oh, God, come but on. Speaking of getting torpedoed, I have to address. Uh, are you aware? Did Craig tell you where he is today? Uh, he might have, but I, it probably glazed over in my mind. I glazed over is a great phrase because he's at a uh, – it is kind of crazy. You know, I, I bust Craig's balls and everything. But it is crazy. Uh, you know, I give him a very small opportunity on this program, and he's he's taken that and really run with it. Because uh, this weekend he's at a convention called Furries for Freedom, no. where uh, it's a kind of a mixture of a you know you've heard probably a lot about particularly with your search history you've heard a lot about furry conventions and things of that nature okay. and this is a group of uh, Republicans who are kind of into that fetish and I guess Craig is running a, a seminar but the thing he was most excited is uh, he's selling T-shirts there which you know we've tried on the blind mic project all we have is like the logos for the shows and everything because we don't have a good you know catchphrase to put on a t-shirt or anything um <laughs> but craig actually came up with a, of course he doesn't do it for this show he comes up with a great shirt uh that'll be selling at this convention and it just says because uh, they're talking a lot about you know uh, repealing roe versus wade and abortion and things like that uh yeah. so he'll be selling shirts that just says you can't get pregnant like this and it's a picture <laughs> it's a cartoon of craig getting stuffed at both ends by uh, Pikachu and uh, the Philly fanatic. So yeah, of course, I don't know if we'll be reenacting anything like that at the convention. It's very funny. It's very funny. You see all these conventions now popping up with these very like specific conventions. At what yeah. point is it just like two or three people at these conventions? Like right now, this is fur like furry Republicans, but then right. when does it get boiled down even more where it's just like three people and then maybe just one person and that person gatekeeps this community? You it's know, funny I mean? too, it's funny that you say that because I, I literally asked Craig that same thing and he uh, he always says to me, he says, two's all you need and then he winks at me. And I say, I don't, <laughs> don't I don't care to know what that means. I don't follow. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> Uh, we got people. We got people flooding in. Oh, good. Well, folks, uh, feel free to fire any questions away in the comments. You know, when you see a certain post, um, whether it's in the Patreon or on Twitter from your old pal Mike, you know, uh, there's nothing in the news that interests this man today, and he needs he needs some content, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so my my real co-hosts are people that respond with questions. 
You are creating the content today, chat. Hola, gearheads. Uh, but first, I do want to get into something involving uh, the Patreon, because I mentioned the other day, um, you're familiar with the TV time capsules that we've done? Yes. Um, I said I wanted to do a full season of a show and really die. And I thought the best, like, um, 70s, 80s dramas might be the best way to do it because mm. they didn't figure out that they could just have a full season. So every episode is essentially the same. Right. So I'll give people an example because some people didn't quite get what I was looking for. We got some good suggestions and some suggestions where I could tell they didn't know exactly what I was looking for. So I think this is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Could we search for Quincy M.E. trailer? <laughs> and uh, and while you do that, I'll explain to the people what it is. So basically, Quincy is a show kind of similar to Columbo or Monk. You heard me the other day talking about those shows. But Quincy, like in Monk, he's a consultant with the San Francisco Police Department and a former detective. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, somewhat natural that he would be on homicide cases. In Quincy, he's the coroner. Oh. But he, but he sees things that sometimes the detectives or the cops don't. So he noses into the investigation. All right. I think I got it here. All right. Let's take a look at Quincy. Oh, is this? I think this is just the, uh, the intro music. Yeah, yeah, this is the we, intro music. Uh, read me a couple of these titles. Let's see if we can find the trailer here. Oh, okay. There should be like a promo. There's a very, uh, a very. Well, this is. Well, I mean, this promo. is. This is also the. Like, there's video with it. Can you see the video? Can't see anything, man. Uh, well, yes, of course. <laughs> um, it it is the. Let me see here. I'm scrubbing through it quickly. There's like the intro with oh. Uh, it's like three green circles. Is that what you're looking for? No, I'm looking for there's like uh next week on Quincy. Oh, uh, okay. So there's I got Quincy M MD trailer and then I got Let's see. There should be a promo. The one I found was I should have sent it to Is you. Is it a Netflix one? No, no, no. That's a that's a documentary about Quincy Jones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, so you just search Quincy MD trailer. M E M E medical oh, expert. Oh, yeah. M D. Um, there's a got, trailer where they're like, uh, basically the kid has Down syndrome or something, and it's uh, it's very telling of how far our med medicine has come in the last forty years. Quincy M E promo. I think that should be it. All right, let's check this out. Of camping, you. Oh. Da, 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 da. Here we that go. That might be it. Back for eighty points. This one. There we go. There we go. He's big there. Quincy's back for eighty points. We gotta know whether it's a homicide or not. A Down syndrome baby dies. A case of infant starvation. A living human being was allowed to die because you didn't take the proper steps to prevent Quincy, it. Back on seven in a brand new series. He had Down syndrome and every physical and mental defect that goes with that medical disorder. I want to show the jury that many cases, medically worse than the soreness in infant, have survived surgery. 
Quincy. If you weren't able to catch it there, folks, be there. Quincy, Quincy, the coroner is going to get in front of a judge and jury and present to them that there are kids <laughs> basically far dumber that have known that they're supposed to eat every day. <laughs> it's essentially the premise of that episode. So I feel like Quincy is the... Then go to blindmike.net. That's right, folks. There's finally a centralized location where you can find everything. Blindmike.net, you can go to the Patreon there. Um, and sign up. Last chance, folks, for the one dollar tier. That goes away. That's big if news. You, it's if very you sign up now, your grandfather didn't. Blindmike.net, very convenient. Yes, blindmike.net. Dot coms are out there, a thing of the past. Absolutely. No, dot net sounds a lot more serious. Like you it's mean cool. you mean business. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah, dot net. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can get our merch there. You can find our social media, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that you stuff. You can also find Mike at Blame Mike at hotmail.com that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm on CompuServe. <laughs> netscape all right uh you want to get into some questions yeah let's do some questions let's go with the patreon questions first if you go to patreon.com slash blind mike you too can be a gearhead and join the chat or uh leave a comment whatever um so visionless dave says uh visionless dave had a lot he did have a lot, so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna pick through his. But uh, the first one I feel is important with me here. Okay. Uh, rank Craig's loyalty on a scale of one to ten. Now, usually you probably wouldn't be able to be honest here without Craig is probably not seeing this, won't hear it at all. Yeah, so zilch. I mean, is my Zero. His loyalty to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said one to ten, so it's a one. I you know what? I take that back. I'll upgrade it to a two because I don't think he's actively working against me. Although, again, folks. Yeah, you might not believe this because now it's getting cartoonish, quite frankly. But Matt logs in today to do the live stream. And of course, <laughs> Craig has set everything up. You know, he said, hey, it's going to go live at this time. You, basically, it's as easy as a push of a button is how simple Craig made it. Yet he again left the Jerry Callahan podcast background up. I have to. I'm going to defend Craig, but yeah, this ahead. is so. I don't, we went through it yesterday. We were like in here for a while. He was explaining everything to me. So I do do give him credit for that. I didn't notice that the Jerry Han Callahan background was there, um, but it could have been, and we could have just missed that, but I was able to fix it. I was really thrown into the fire right here using StreamYard. Well, I don't know. Here, here's how I, I view Craig. I think Craig is at the point where, uh, you know, he's forgotten where he came from a little bit. And he looks at this as like, uh, I'll help this, you know, old blind fool out. I frankly don't even know if I'm really online. I never know if the show is actually going out to people or if he's just kind of duped me into, you know, he satisfies me. Everybody in the chat is just is just burner accounts for Craig. I have no idea if they even exist. Yeah, this is just Creed thoughts. Yeah. 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 yeah I set up a Word document. Yes, Mike. It's this website called YouTube and people post millions of videos every day. Craig's like, yeah, I just have to have a chat with this guy for an hour and then uh, i'll be right back don't worry <laughs> um all right the, the uh, no craig's cool. craig's all right so here's my here's my thing with craig because it comes up every once in a while like uh people people uh, craig doesn't bitch about it but other people like seem to bitch about like whether or not he's getting paid and stuff like that and my thing is like if we make this a legitimate business and it starts making money then everyone can get paid yeah you know but if i have to 
ask Craig 40 times in a three week span to get gearhead shirts up, <laughs> then, then it's like, well, what am, what, what's the, what am I paying him for? <laughs> you know, to nag him. So that's my thing. Craig, I say we all focus on making it a business, start churning out some money, then people get paid. That's how it works. Hell yeah. Um, let's see here. Ted Sarandis, who is the most famous person uh, to follow you on Twitter? So who is the most famous person that follows you on Twitter? He gives an example. For me, it's either Craig or Menners. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> uh, I would go Menners in that regard. Although, I don't know. Craig is a right wing, very niche following in certain communities, as we, as we as we've mm. mentioned. Furry conservatives. <laughs> furry conservatives. <laughs> Furry I like furry conservative to be in his bio. <laughs> I'm waiting for you know like the pictures that people have been putting out like with their gun collections out on their lawn or on their right. roof or whatever the fuck. Like I'm waiting for like a furry costume, like same picture, but just the whole family's in furry costumes. Yeah, with their guns laid out on the lawn. Yeah, there was a uh, Craig has a picture like that. He has his gun out, but his the 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 butt end of the gun is so far down his throat that you can't even tell what it is. So it's a <laughs> here's it's a not as, not as intimidating a picture. Here's a question for Craig. He can answer in his leisure. Did Craig grow up in a house with a lot of lead paint? Um, well, well, I got to answer these questions. Hold on. Most, fo- <laughs> most famous person to follow me on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. First, first famous, most famous person to follow you. It's got to be Portnoy, right? Yeah. Well, if you listen to his show this me. past week, I, I think Portnoy probably thinks he's he thinks he's more famous than Zac Efron. So yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, Zac Efron's not following me, but Portnoy <laughs> is. <laughs> you basically have a god following you. Yeah, so I assume it's him. It's funny that he still followed. People ask because uh, he tweeted that thing about me the other day. So yeah. people will ask me like, "Does Portnoy still hate you?" I can't imagine he thinks about me that often. I, I, think, so I assume. I assume no. I don't really know. I think that. Well, I think that he still looks fondly on like the early barstool memories, and you're so entrenched in that. And I think that like at one point maybe he like clearly he did didn't like care for you, but I think your last interaction with him on KMS I think kind of set it straight. I I think that he won't admit it, but I think in his mind I think he he maybe thought like oh well I didn't I didn't perceive Mike the correct way, and like he's I don't think he's gonna go out of his way now to like be nice to you, but I think you're in a, in a, because you see him like retweeting, like when, whenever there's like with the ping pong match and, and things like that, right. and talking about you, I don't think there's like the, the hatred there once was like maybe a year ago. Yeah. That's probably I mean? fair to say something like that. But yeah, I don't know if he thinks about you all the time, but I don't think I, I doubt it, but you know, he definitely has the, a fondness for the old bar still. So who yeah, knows? like when that picture with a uh, guy Fieri and uh, Silvana was taken, I don't think I was in his mind in that moment. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think there's a better chance he was thinking about uh, conservative furries than. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Steve's grandma. How loyal is Justin? Um, <laughs> I should have read the rest of it, but. Uh... <laughs> Just how loyal is Justin? We'll stick. I want to hear the rest. (laughs) Uh, I'll answer that question. I'll answer that question first. Okay. Uh, I'd say loyalty is probably one of Justin's. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, His best qualities His most. uh... One of his best qualities. But one of his is uh, I think when you think Justin, that's one of the first things that come to mind is loyalty. I think the problem is, though, it's a it's a sharp edge of loyalty. If you're on the wrong side of it. You're getting you're getting chopped in half. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say it's I've never seen him turn on anyone. Like he was never 
loyal to Chris and then all of a sudden not. You know what I mean? Yes, that's true. Well, he and he does hold a grudge very well, which I admire. Honestly, he holds a grudge. But uh, even when but, he was uh, but, apparently he was furious with me, I thought it was a bit the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was he, funny. Thought, he thought I was pinning him against Rico, so he turned on me. But then he he reverted. <laughs> what did you What did you tweet? Very cool. I was I was dying. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So and he asked, "Would you buy a twenty five dollars snow cone from a six three autistic Star Wars fan?" So just being mean now. Just I assume. I, I assume that's who sells. I've never thought to myself, <laughs> I'm not a big snow cone guy, but I've never thought to myself, like, I hope this guy is a Mensa candidate, you know? You, you know what I was thinking the other day? I, like, he's selling, like, you know, like you've been to sporting events where people sell food up and down the aisles and yeah. it's packed and whatever. And if you're in the middle, like, if you're at a baseball game, they'll throw you the peanuts. Right. Um, But, like, what if that person in the middle of the section does just does not want to pay for their peanuts? Meaning what? Like they just like they throw them the peanuts. Oh, and they, they just say like, thanks and down the money, and they just <laughs> never do. Like what is what is like is that peanut person gonna go like get security to have this person in the middle of a section dragged out of there? Like yeah. what is gonna you know what I mean? Like what if like someone buys a snow cone, he hands down the snow cone, and then also Justin was saying that it's going paperless, right? No more cash; it's all on card, right? So, like, what are you passing around credit cards? You have to get up and go to the aisle to get it. This is a very Seinfeldian bit that you're. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, it got hacked the more I got into it, but I'm thinking more about the peanuts. Like, if someone threw me, peanuts, what are we? I mean, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to get security in that case. But I don't. Yeah. I don't think Justin's going seat to seat. Does he? People come to him. I thought. See, now it, it made me seem like because he was saying selling cotton candy, it made me seem like he was he was going up and down the aisles. Maybe not though. Oh, I assume I'm people are going to him and I got I do have to say, I know people make fun of that job. I've had, I've done far more demeaning <laughs> jobs. Being a street teamer at Entercom is about as low as you get. <laughs> so, so I'll be damned if I make fun of anyone for just hustling. And having uh, when, a I, job. when I was in college, I was on the rugby team and to pay for our jerseys, we would, you could, you had the option to go to um, Gillette and sell beer. Like go up and down and sell beer, yeah. And proceeds would go to your your uniforms. So yeah, it's a slog. There's not the worst is um, Intercom would have these, particularly like EEI would have uh, cell phone companies as advertisers. Yeah. And for whatever reason, this was a trend. I'd been to uh, literally probably forty of these. Um where you go to a cell phone store have you ever been to like a verizon store or something like that yeah hell on earth truth it's there's never anyone in there yeah so yeah. it would be like you know noon on a monday we'd go to a verizon store set up a table and anyone that walks in we're supposed to be like hey you want to you know spin the wheel for a prize <laughs> i know exactly i know exactly how you had it set up i could see it in my mind and and these people would be like i'm I'm in here because either I destroyed my phone, my phone stopped working. I'm in here for a reason that is causing me misery because the thing I look at every 30 seconds isn't working. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> now I, we're like, hey, who wants a T-shirt? <laughs> like, I can't remember a time where I've gone into a cell phone. I haven't gone in there in, in years, but I can't remember a time I've gone in there and I've been in a good mood like oh. and, and wanted to, to to contribute to any of your wheel spins. Yeah. Would you like right. one of these EEI stress balls? 
<laughs> no, excuse me. I have to go over to this counter and guess my fucking pin for my Verizon account 50 times so I can get in and change my plan. No, thank you, sir. Oh, and then there were yeah. times where we'd be at those events, we'd be giving away Red Sox tickets. Um, so you'd have to like, you'd sign up and put your name and phone number on a slip of paper and put it into the, you know, box, whatever. Yeah. But on the, uh, you know, instructions for the day, sometimes it would say, um, you must give away the tickets on location. So we were supposed to say, like, hey, sign up for this contest. And also hang around the Verizon store for the next hour and 45 minutes that we're supposed to be here. <laughs> if you want to collect. Who would who would want to do that? That's terrible. So usually just the person that was nicest to us would be like, you want Red Sox tickets? <laughs> yeah. Like, whoever, whoever just happens to walk in at the moment where you're doing the drawing. Yeah. We're like, All right. Write your name on this. <laughs> Um, so another question here, Mike from Providence, uh, this is you, I think you've answered before, but I guess it, 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 uh, I guess it demands repeating. Why don't you want to be paid by Kirk? Has he offered numerous times? Oh. Uh, he has offered numerous times to bring you back full time. <laughs> I know, I know this is something, but just to get it out there again. for some Yeah. Um, basically I like the situation I'm in. I, I do look at it at, like, I look at promotion as a form of pay. Like, I think that you guys listening to this come from me being on that show. So I look at that as a form of, you know, reparations or whatever you want to call it. Compensation. Is that the right word? Reparations. Yeah. Is wrong. Um, no, it could be right. Uh, I, I think the very question answer, like the question answers it. Like he's asking, he's asking about KMS, you know, here on your Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How do you know I'm not getting, cause you listen to both shows, you know? So um, I, that, that's kind of how I look at it. I don't necessarily want to be, an employee of Barstool, I think it would go badly because I think at some point it would come up that I have a Patreon and that would be a disaster because I imagine as an employee, you're not allowed to do that sort of shit. Um, there's a lot of reasons I just don't, I would rather. And like I said, if there's ever an event I'm not able to make or not comfortable with or whatever, um, I can say like when I was in Florida last month, um, I was able to be like, hey, Dave, uh, in a month, I'll be away for a week. or I think I only missed like one show, mm. but I'll be away for this day and this day. Whereas I felt like uncomfortable doing that before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it gives you a more flexibility. Yeah. Um, in your mind and in to physical presence. Um, right. Josh on Patreon asks, are you a Bobby Lee fan? Will he be in? Why are you laughing? Uh, so we did, we had a decent amount of Bobby Lee in the, uh, Carlos Mencia episode. You heard a yeah. good amount from him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the weirdest thing about Bobby Lee is that he's been doing stand up for 25 years, I think, or more than that. Uh, like he was at the comedy store in the nineties. Uh, so yeah. he's been doing comedy for a long, long time and he doesn't have, I don't think there's a single second of Bobby Lee's stand up on YouTube or anywhere. Yeah, it's very strange. I only know him from and I'm going to maybe I get this wrong. He's on he was on Mad TV, right? He was, yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure I wasn't just being racist. Um, just yeah. some Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I I I only really know him from from Mad TV. I I didn't really know he did stand up until way later. Yeah, I didn't know him until he started going on like O&A and he was funny on there. You know, what's funny is uh, my my buddy Carl from WATP, they hate Bobby Lee. They think Tiger Belly's a horrible podcast. They think Bobby's, Bobby's a shitty podcaster. 
I actually think the opposite. I think Bobby's very funny on podcasts. Um, yeah, I find him funny too. But he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely an odd guy. I mean, like, so because he doesn't have any stand-up out there, I don't know if that would limit us as far as doing a Bobby Lee episode, but uh, I'm sure we've done episodes without playing any sort of stand-up clips, so I'm sure he, we could figure it out. Outside of what we included in him in, in the Carlos Mencia episode, the joke stealing, yeah. there's really no huge storyline. I mean, there's like, he talks about a lot of his podcasts, like his, his like past and things like that, but I don't think it's really. Yeah, he was a drug one. addict. He was molested yeah. as a kid, shit like that. But. There's nothing that pops off the page as like a good storyline for a Why Are You Laughing episode, right. I, I think. It's just, yeah, I would kind of agree with you. Maybe if I looked into him a little more, I'd yeah. I'd learn something. But uh, as of right now, there are no plans. Who knows? Maybe in five years, the the Brendan Schaub shit will like explode. explode <laughs> yeah, into right. Something bigger. Yeah. Um, we got cameo blind Mike. Uh, what did you have for dinner last night? Oh come on! <laughs> I only tell callers to KMS that. I, I got to tell you something. I every time whoever I don't know if it's the same person or whatever when they ask you that question. I go into a panic because I can. It's very hard for me to remember, like what I had for dinner last night. Unless it's yeah, they always ask me why cool. it takes so long, and it's yeah, I, I and, and legitimately like, don't remember. Yeah, because if I was in the same, I've eaten so many meals in the last twenty four hours that who? How could I narrow it down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike from Providence, your top five all time specials. I assume he means comedy specials. Yeah, uh, Killing Him Softly, Dave Chappelle. Um. I'm sorry you feel that way. The black and white Bill Burr Netflix special. Mm. Uh, I would say probably Norm MacDonald, me doing stand-up is in there. Um, hmm. All time, I don't know, but I would be inclined to throw like John Mulaney new in town. It's a great one. Up towards the top of my, I don't know if it'd be top five. Cause then you got to figure also, um, I would have to rewatch Louis C.K. Shameless, Chewed Up, and Hilarious to figure out which one is my favorite. I always confuse those three. Yeah. Um, and the same with uh, Bill Burr, uh, You People Are All the Same. And that's, that's my favorite Bill Burr. Let It Go, I think, are the two that I get confused a lot. Which is the special where he tells the helicopter story? That's, I'm sorry you feel that way. That is, that is my favorite Bill Burr. Uh, like joke it's great yeah that uh the religion him talking about religion in that one <laughs> I yeah really love it, it, yeah it's just the way he does the when he does the helicopter story and he tells it he does this joke the same way two times but just the way he moves the mic away from oh, his face oh, the guy jumping out of the yeah, helicopter it, it's so <laughs> your seatbelt back on <laughs> wait what are you doing <laughs> And in the second telling, when he has the microphone far away. <laughs> yes, it's just him saying the same joke, exactly the same, but from the dude's perspective, because he's, yeah. sitting, you know, it's, I mean, it's great. It's, it's beautifully done. Yeah. So that's up there. And, but I mean, like, if we're talking all time, I would throw, after rewatching uh, Bring the Pain and Bigger and Blacker, Chris Rock, mm -hmm. like, those, I think those are the two of the best specials ever. But they for me they weren't something I watched over and over again as a kid, you know. Like Where it was you, ju just before my time. Um, coming up on why are you laughing? There's going to be uh, Eddie Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, where does Delirious fall on there? Maybe I, we don't want to get into it. Same, same. I would say same as I just said about Chris Rock, where like um, I'd watched it when I was younger, 
mm. and probably didn't even really get a lot of it, particularly the beginning. <laughs> um, and, but like just rewatching it for why are you laughing? I'm like, he's fucking brilliant. But for me, it's dated enough, and I didn't find it until I was a little older. At least when I was like really watching it, I was a little older. So I think of things. I mean, I guess I was a little older when I'm sorry you feel that way came out also. But like Killing Him Softly, I was, you know, 13 when I saw it for the first time or something like that. Yeah. So it just has a more like if you're talking to my favorites ever, that is more of a, uh, you know, a special place. I Walked on the Moon, Brian Regan is one I listened to 10 million times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I've named uh, Jim Norton Monster Rain <laughs> was one of my favorites when I was a kid. So I think you said this on a, a recent podcast, but you don't count any of the uh, Bo Burnham specials like uh, no because inside might I, be my favorite work of entertainment of all time it is, it's so and I, I told I've told you before I listen to the music all the time but yeah. that special is just so it's so well done and well filmed for him doing it by himself it's, it's great and just so smart and funny. yeah yeah he um you did you see I think we talked about it last week but he put out a uh, an hour yeah. of outtakes from that. I didn't watch it yet. No, there were there were parts that like uh, I was like, oh, I'm glad he took this out, or I'm glad he left this. Out. Like, um, you know the problematic song. Yeah, where he basically apologizes for like his earlier videos. Yeah, I thought so. I, I thought that song. A lot of people were like, oh, he's apologizing for jokes he made in the past. But I kind of looked at it as sort of having a double meaning, where he's apologizing for like being a dumb kid who just threw shit out there, and also. Um, but also acknowledging that like things keep changing, so he might have to apologize for shit that he's saying right now. Yeah, um, and yeah. then in the outtakes, he literally explains he's like, "I'm embarrassed by a lot of my songs when I was young, um, but like without them, I wouldn't be where I am now." So yeah. it was like cool to see that, but I was also like, oh, "He didn't need that. Like, you don't need to literally tell us, you know?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we were able to pick up on it on our own, you know. All right, let's. Uh, I think we could. There's a lot of VD questions here. Um, we'll do one more and then we'll move on to Twitter. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tom Brady's new underwear line? I've not. I'm not. I've. I've not seen them. I think everything Tom Brady has done in his. I almost said post playing career. I forget he's just coming back. <laughs> but like, yeah. Basically, that's exactly. I kind of stumbled upon what I was trying to say, where like. Everything he's done in the last couple of years, you're almost like you're the guy that was completely dedicated to football. And, you know, you got the the premium parking spot because you always showed up first and shit like that. Like you were the guy who was so laser focused on football all the time because now you're doing 10 million other things. You've got all this social media interaction you're doing. You're selling underwear and, you know, Jamba Juice and all this horse shit. Like it seems like he's focused on everything but football. He's signing up. Uh, uh, an analyst's deal already, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, i I think that I think that he just has a at this point in his career as a big Bucks fan too, who would like to see him focus at least one more year solely on football and not get into all this other shit. I think he just has a really, really good social team that makes yeah, it's it seem be. like he it has to be. And I understand he's getting into all these other things now. But I do – I want to think that he's still very focused on football and he just is there, but also he's just like has a really good team in place because also you got to remember maybe he did actually want to retire this year 
and he reversed it because of the way it, it it got leaked or whatever. And so he already had this team in place to start like pumping Brady brand, all that other bullshit, the fucking underwear and all that shit. So they're in place. He doesn't want to lay them off for a year. So that's yeah. even more psych. If he's coming back because Adam Schefter blew the story, <laughs> that's, that's like a, a level of psychotic. That's beyond Tom Cruise, like crazy. I don't think you can rule it out. I think that some people are weird like that, and he's definitely a weird guy. Oh, he's definitely a weird guy. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, we've no. definitely lost him as far as like being a regular dude, you know. I've done a lot of weird things out of spite, and I but I don't know about this. Like after after playing, who is that years. spiting? Like is that showing Adam Schefter not to report things? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean he has a slight on his record, even though he he made that awful Dwayne Haskins tweet. Whatever, I didn't find it that offensive, but yeah, I can understand why people would be mad. I totally got what Schefter was doing there. Yeah, like, I didn't think of like. He was basically saying, here's this guy's career. What should he have said? Like, you know, potential Hall of Famer Dwayne Haskins is dead. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, it's like we have to we have to be polite to this guy in death. Like we have to like fa- like lie. I mean, maybe we don't have to lie, but like, I don't know. It's, it's it was dumb. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know who maybe he's like, oh, that's it. Uh, Schefter, I'm keeping that that black mark on your record. <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> That'll show him. Um, Here's an interesting one from Steve's grandma on Twitter. Uh, would you be willing to have Chris Clemmer on to discuss uh, to the end of his era on KMS? Uh, he, I, would I be willing? Yeah, but I won't, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I think like that's something that should be done on KMS if it's going to be done. Or at least there, you if Kirk was like, have him on, but I don't want to do it, at least done on their YouTube sort of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I think that's... Um, because literally, Justin has a wrap-up show where they'll talk about show-related stuff. You know what I mean? So it would, it would be weird if I was just like, hey, come on my podcast and defend yourself, and then Kirk responds to it on his podcast. Right. And You know what I mean? Like I, I would seem like an unnecessary intermediate. And I think in the week that he hasn't been on or whatever, the little over a week that he hasn't been on, I think it's been, it's been talked about ad nauseum. I don't know what you're going to get from – Clemmer that is different from right. what has already been said. Right. Yeah. And he's not going to want, even if he is like furious about it, he's going to be, eh, you know, it was a great run, that sort of a thing. So I don't know if I like, I don't know what it would accomplish me having him on. Uh, PGA hey, Minahan. Oh, sorry. What'd you say? Um, ah, fuck. I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. What does PGA Minahan uh, have to say? PGA Minahan on Twitter says, uh, favorite current Barstool podcast slash personality personalities after uh, KMS. Other than KMS? Yeah. Who do you, uh, do you listen to anybody regularly, I guess? Like in the shower? No. <laughs> someone, I did see someone ask. It's not that weird. I, I do it too. Someone ever someone asked if I've ever listened to KMS in the shower. The only reason I haven't is because I don't listen when I'm, when I'm on. And then uh, on Thursdays or wh- whatever, whenever it happens to come out, I usually listen right when it comes out. So like that's the only that's on the Thursdays. only reason. If it's if I ever have one left in the morning, then I'll gladly listen to the show. So um, what about other barstool personalities? I would say Rico. I think Rico's hilarious. I and I think I said this on the show, but like um, Rico in that chair regularly, I think would be very funny. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he's so far away because that, yeah. he would be great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would say Rico, Big Cat, Feidelberg. 
Like, uh, I like Feidelberg. If you ever, I'll see clips of a KFC radio. I don't really listen a lot, hmm. but like, I I find Kevin to be. This might be like my bias. Now, when I see clips of KFC radio, I find Kevin to be so wrong about everything, and Feidelberg just hits life on the head. He just <laughs> he just he's living the right way. Yeah. <laughs> just, I look at that guy and I'm like, he's doing things right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, there's not really a show that I religiously. There's definitely not a show I religiously listen to. Do you listen um, to Port Night Show with Eddie? I will usually because uh, Dave or Justin will alert me to something that we'll probably talk about on the show. Yeah. Um, or if I know of something, like I'm trying to think of what the last thing was. But whenever there's a bar stool controversy, I'll be like, oh, it'll be interesting. I don't listen regularly to that although i do notice i think we talked about it when i was on the other day but like i don't know who got in eddie's ear and said you need to challenge him now <laughs> but it's very interesting the route it, he's taken there was a switch flipped at some point and you yeah, could probably now he's like confront yeah. not just questioning him like confrontational you could probably go back and get and find the exact moment or what episode it was, because I totally agree with you. That was, that was a good well, point. It seemed like when they made cuts, like personnel cuts. Maybe. Well, yeah, it was that episode where you're right. When you said it, when, when he asked about the canceled podcasts. Yeah. I mean, maybe a, a, a frequent listener can go back a few weeks prior to that and say, actually, no, it was this, but that's certainly the first time I noticed it. I, it's weird too, because I don't know who gave him the note that he needed to be more confrontational. I don't care if he's like sitting there, like as a teddy bear giving, asking questions like right. Dave Portnoy is confrontational with everybody in his life. Do right. you really need Eddie to be confrontational as well? It's like unneeded. Unless he, unless he truly was angry at something and he just has like a, I don't know. He has like a, a Portnoy vendetta right now. I don't know. Well, that's even how I thought that, by the way, I thought that uh, Mike Montante did a good job yesterday. Uh, Me too. And I saw someone say, like, I oh, was good. I just wish he was, like, more confrontational with Kirk. It's like, why do you always – confrontation on what? Right. <laughs> like, if there's something he obviously disagreed with him on, of course you should argue. But, like, the like, same thing – that's what I thought when you were talking about Eddie, where it's like, you want him to be more confrontational just about everything? Like, even yeah. if he agrees with him, just be like, fuck you! Because <laughs> that's also not uninteresting, you know? Yeah. You don't want it to be disingenuous, and it right. comes off like we can. T I, I can tell that Eddie is. I think is not like that's not him. I think that that's just him playing a part that he feels like needs to be filled for whatever reason. Because someone maybe you know whispered in his ear, yeah, something. All right, um, let's see. Uh, are you an audiobook guy or strictly podcasts? Uh, so I've the audiobooks I've listened to are all kind of make me feel like I'm listening to a podcast. Like I've listened to like Colin Quinn's book and Norm's book, and it's them reading it, which I like. Mm. Or I'll just listen to um, like the last book I listened to for the show was uh, uh, The Late Shift about uh, the late night wars. And that That's was the reason I can like focus on that is because it's for something I'm doing. Hmm. But what I find is like if I'm just doing other shit, my mind wanders so much that if I'm listening to an audio book, I'm like, fuck, I got to go back. I missed the last three pages or whatever. Whereas with a podcast, I don't really care if I missed two minutes, you know? Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. I like audio books and I like the ones like you said that 
it's the author reading because sometimes they can add in some things and get a little extra. Yeah. But yeah, I if I like I love listening to podcasts in the car. And when I used to have a 45 minute commute, I would listen to podcasts all the time. And I tried doing audiobooks, but I find I found my mind like wandering uh while and like you can't really miss a lot, especially in like a narrative or an you know, like a you know, a fiction novel yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so. but I should listen to more non fiction stuff. And even like casually, like that, I'm not necessarily listening to it for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for an episode or something. Um, Bobby Fitz asks, uh, is Carlin overrated? Hmm. It's an interesting question because everyone says, like, if you say who are the greatest comedians ever, everyone says Carlin and Pryor. Like almost to the point where it's it's like really there's not someone you think is but you couldn't you know fucking mm. uh, throw in Lenny Bruce or Chappelle or whatever whichever end of the spectrum you could you it's always Carlin and Pryor so I think from that perspective like when I watch Chris Rock he makes me laugh more than Carlin or Pryor you know yeah. um, I do think Carlin was such a genius though and like you'll see now where there'll be from both sides, liberals and conservatives, there'll be some George Carlin video going around where they're like, see, you know, if George, if George were here today, he'd put these liberal cucks in their place or vice versa. He'd put these all right Nazis in their place where they don't realize like he hated both of them. (laughs) Yeah. I I hate when people put arguments in in dead people's mouths. Like they're like, this is, this is how they would have reacted. They do it with Patrice a lot. They course, do it with yeah. Carlin. It, it, it's like they it's like you don't know how they would react. You have an idea of how they were when they but also people change. So it's yeah. like it's just like a stupid moot point uh, to make. But yeah, I, I love Carlin. I think he's great. Uh, for the I, yeah, I think in. I think what sets Carlin apart from Chappelle, because I think Chappelle is sort of the I would have said actually before 2017, I would have said Louis is a modern day George Carlin. <clears throat> um. And I think Chappelle is kind of like entering that sort of territory, at least with like the philosophical angle of what he does now. Mm. But I think Carlin touched on such a wide spectrum of topics where Chappelle really seems to be laser focused on one lately. Yeah. But I think that's what made Carlin great is he could literally talk about anything. Um, And I think we might be getting back to that with Louis. Louis put out a couple specials in the last couple of years now. I'm very excited for Louis' movie. Uh, oh, you are? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think it looks so good. I, so I knew about that because I listen to Joe List a lot. Um, and so if you don't know, Joe List uh, wrote and starred in a movie called Fourth of July, and it was directed and executive produced by Louis C.K., who was also in the movie, I guess. Um, and it looks very, like, you can tell it's very influenced by, like, Woody Allen-style films. Yeah, he's very influenced by Woody Allen for sure. For, for sure, yeah. The way he used to shoot Louie and yeah. Yeah, and Joe List was too. Like if you listen to Joe List's movie podcast, you hear him talk about Woody Allen a lot. So you can tell from the trailer, it's definitely, it has that influence. I really hope it's good because I think Joe List is one of the most underrated comedians working, if mm-hmm. not the most. Like I think he's hilarious. Um, but the weird thing is this movie doesn't seem like it's a comedy really. No, it does not at all. It seems like it very seems serious. very, yeah. very serious. So yeah, I'm excited for that too. But the uh, Christopher 
on uh, Leo the Party says, should friends have done more to address 9-11? That's the Warthog, by the way. That's uh, the Warthog? Yes. How do you say his last name there? Or do you Leo Party? Yeah, okay, Leo Party. I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, should friends have done more to address 9-11? Is, is that, I, I don't know really much about friends. So friends took place in New York City. Yeah. And they were on from, you know, 95 to 2004. So I guess that's the only <laughs> reason he's asking that. Is there is there something in the show where they address 9-11 at all? Or is no. The joke that they so it was we like. It's that's been like discussed with a bunch of shows, like I guess Frasier, which was on during that time, hmm. like they never addressed it. But you started to see like, uh, you know, in Frasier's office or in his home, there would be American flags and ribbons and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and I think the same might be true for friends with like magnets on the fridge or something like that. Yeah. But it is a little weird when you think about the fact that there was a show and now I'm glad they didn't because I don't care what uh, Joey Tribbiani's take on the towers going down was. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. that's the amazing thing. Like, obviously, it's a joke. Like, should they have talked about 9-11? No, they shouldn't have. But the crazy thing is now, if there was a sitcom based in New York that was popular, they would absolutely have a 9-11 episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? There would be a, 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 an episode where the, the, you know, Gunther dies in the 9-11 attacks and they fucking, they have to handle it very seriously. And they teach us all a little message about, you know, uh, patriotism. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. No, I'm very glad. I'm very glad they didn't do it. But it would have been, that would be a great TV time capsule, the Friends 9-11 episode. Yeah, that would be, that would be something. Um, have you started watching The Shield? No, people keep recommending that to me. I have not. I have not either. I've never you seen, haven't seen it. Either? That's, that's, that's the show with Chiklis in it. I'm trying to think of what kind Yeah, Michael Chiklis. A lot of people say it's very underrated because some people would put it on the level of like, I mean, I've heard it compared to The Wire and Breaking Bad and Sopranos and shit like that. Um, and then I've heard from other people that it's overrated in that respect and doesn't necessarily hold up well. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot, but it's not at the top of my list right now. I do need a good show, though. We don't have any shows that I'm watching right now. Ah, uh, well, do you watch? Do you watch Stranger Things? No. Yeah, it's I'm a science it, fiction guy, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you you do watch Saul, right? Better Call Saul. Love, love Better Call Saul. They yeah. did Howard so dirty. It's an, it's unbelievable. Spoiler alert, folks. Yeah, spoiler spoilers for Saul. Spoilers. <laughs> so if you're if you're a Saul fan, you're not caught up. Then uh, bail now. But what they did to Howard Hamlin is <laughs> unconscionable. It's insane. <laughs> it's he has to be the most unjustly abused character in television history. I started going on YouTube and searching videos for like because I, I remember most of all the other seasons of like the main storylines. But yeah. I'm like, what did Howard do? That, did he did he shoot Chuck in the head? Like, did did I miss that? <laughs> like, did he did he like did he like brutally murder Chuck and like send the video to 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 um fucking Saul? Like, right? What am I missing here? Literally, Alba will like. I'm I'm distracting her from when we're watching the show because I'll be like, again, they're fucking with this guy. It doesn't make any. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They're throwing bowling balls at him and sending hookers to his business lunches. And then, like this whole season, I've just been like, oh wow, finally. Well, they they uh, you know that's it with with Howard. Like right. they they got him back, and then it just keeps ramping up more and more. The whole thing is 
is punked mixed with jackass just on <laughs> the whole season is just on Howard. That's it. It's, 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 on Howard. it's a wild fucking with Howard. I, I do wonder if to some extent they liked that, that actor, uh, Patrick Fabian and that character, Howard. Yeah. So they're like, how do we keep him around? Well, the best way to keep him around is by Jimmy and Kim fucking with him. Yeah. And like going after him. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if there's an element of that, but he does also like the good thing about Saul like, or the show, the show meaning um, like the good thing about that show is that they don't make it seem like Jimmy and Kim are right. Like in his last scene, they have him just go off and be like, what did I do? That was so bad to you. Yeah. <laughs> like I put you in the mail room for a fucking extra month or something like that. Like, I don't, what did I do? I offered you a job, Jimmy. Is that what I did? That was so horrible. And he like he compliments Kim like to the highest order. Like right. he's like, I thought you were the most brilliant lawyer, like bright with a bright future. And why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? And then I mean, the greatest is that like when uh, uh, Lalo walks in and he kind of just starts like intimidating them and everything. And Howard just goes, well, it seems like I may have walked into something here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, you sure was, did, Howard. <laughs> uh, jog my memory. What was the why is Lalo so upset with Jimmy and Kim? So I don't think he is. You're asking like why he would go to their house. Yeah. Why is he just going there for like safety or was there? So basically he calls if you remember. So in that last episode, when he calls um, uh, Hector, mm -hmm. he realizes the, you know, the phone. Why the phone right. is tapped. tapped. Yep. So. He realizes that like Mike is listening and then they, I didn't realize it at the time they did, I think they did a good job. This was the, uh, what the departed did horribly that better call Saul did. Well, they had a cockroach crawl by and he is referenced earlier in the series. He references Saul as a cockroach. Mm. And so you can tell in that moment, he thinks of Saul. Uh, um, so I don't think he's mad at them. I think he's coming to them for, I mean, help, quote unquote, but right. he's not going to ask. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But yeah, I, I think it's I think he's going to use Jimmy to figure out a way to get to Mike, basically. Yeah. And as we know, Saul lives. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but I'm very interested to see the uh, what happens to Kim. It's a very that whole this whole show. I've been kind of like, wondering. yeah, I don't think she dies. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. I, I think, think that's the easy way out. And I also think that Jimmy would be like, I don't think how Jimmy could go on. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so there is, there's interesting things. I watch a ton of, uh, like, Better Call Saul breakdowns and shit after the episodes are over. Yeah. And um, there is, like, so the, the first episode that we see Saul in Breaking Bad, he, like, hits on... Uh, the secretary, what's her name? Felicia or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, yeah, I forget her name. Fran? Um, no, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But like he he hits on her. He makes a comment about her ass or something like that. And uh, Francesca is her name. Yes, Francesca. <laughs> so he, like he hits on her. And then there's also, they did some um, like web series, like the Saul Cam or something like that when Breaking Bad was on, where Saul's fucking a hooker. And I guess the logic there would be like, he's become that guy to like get over losing Kim or something. Yeah. Um, but I think whatever they do in the second half of the season is leads to Kim 
using the disappear. That's my prediction. That's that's a very good point. Do you unfortunately do you think, Robert Forrester's dead? But I know. Do do you think that? Um, yeah, because they also bring up like they they come across that business card during that last. Yeah, episode. Joe DeRosa. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hilarious thing. The the pivotal character in the Breaking Bad the Breaking Bad universe doesn't exist. Yeah. Without, without veterinarian Joe DeRosa. <laughs> Who just loves helping animals and he does this <laughs> this fucked up shit in his side. He's time. he's the linchpin to all of us. <laughs> um I don't want to go this get into a huge uh salt talk, but one last thing. Is it weird that they haven't gone back to the the flash forward at all this season? Yeah. So they did it at the beginning of every season. Yeah. I don't know why they did, but they've put out um, teasers for the second half that show Gene Takovic. So I assume the only reason they're not doing it is like there's going to be heavier flash forwards in the second half would be my guess. Who's who's Gene? That's what Saul's identity when he goes to Nebraska. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. Um, Let's see. We got any more questions here. If you could ask Bill Belichick one question and he had to answer honestly, what would it be? Does Hurricane, does uh, Visionless Dave just like throw a bunch of at the wall and see Patriots questions at me? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hmm. He had to be honest with me. I'd ask him about Deflategate, I guess. I'm pretty curious. Yeah. Because I defended the man so staunchly. I'd like to know if he was doing something. Um, his relationship with Brady, maybe. I wouldn't have a lot, had a lot to ask Belichick. Would I don't you find him, him to be... He's very aloof, but I also don't think he's like that interesting a guy, necessarily. Like, I, don't no, think I, don't... Hiding, I don't think he's hiding a lot. Yeah, I don't think there's much beyond, uh, underneath the surface there. I definitely right. really don't think so. I might ask him uh, something about Aaron Hernandez, but I don't even know what he would know. Like Exactly, as, you know, yeah. As him just being a player, I don't think Bill Belichick really cared about his off anything he was doing when he left the stadium so regret if he was like no i helped him bury the bodies <laughs> yeah oh yeah funny thing you say about that it was my idea <laughs> uh, i just didn't like those guys <laughs> uh so, someone asked on patreon um after thursday uh, uh let me see what the exact they basically were like after thursday do you feel like you have more talent than you had previously because of i guess they're tr- they're ragging on montante who i thought was great i thought he did a good job yeah, especially considering it was his first time in. Like he didn't seem, he didn't strike me as particularly nervous or anything. Yeah, Angelo. After Thursday, do you finally believe that you are really talented? Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's off base. I thought Montante was great, and like you said, I think he was very natural. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah, he, he can't be afraid of that microphone though. Pull it close. I, what's the deal with that microphone stand? Do I need to go in there and like fix it for everybody? Like, like why? Why is everybody scared of that microphone stand? It's uh. The only thing I can think of is that it's it's uh what's the word I'm looking for? You can move it. It's not like yeah, yeah, yeah bolted to the ground it. or anything. Yeah. So it will if you push it a certain direction, it will tip over. So yeah, that's the well, only I mean, thing I can think yeah. of. Well, tell Dave. I think Dave Cullinan was in the chat a minute ago. Dave, go get a sandbag and you throw it on the base of the things. <laughs> when I have in all the, it's like what a proper studio would have. You throw it on the base of the sand, and then you can adjust it any which way you want, and it's not going to fall over. You're good. Done. Well, it adds a little uh, element of excitement. It, it, yeah, it is. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones going through the tombs, like the temple, and like w- not stepping on the wrong thing and getting like a spear through his neck. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. Uh, is it any in the chat that we want to get to before we uh... Let's see? Um, 
Are you stoked to co-second chair with Greg Poehler? Oh, yeah, that seems like it'll be kind of cool. <laughs> is he is he going to be in the day you're in? Supposedly, yeah, I guess he's going to be in next Thursday, and I think Kirk said I'll also be in. That's awesome. That's pretty um, cool. So that seems cool. Although I don't really know what I... I don't know a lot about him specifically, so I'm not just going to be like, uh, hey, you remember this episode of Parks and Rec? <laughs> I, from what I see, uh, yeah, from what I see on, on Twitter, I think he knows a lot about the Oh, show yeah, he seems to be a big world, fan so of So I don't think we're, you're really going to have to worry about knowing anything about him. He's going to have right. a lot to say about the show, which is great. Right. Um, let's see. Anything else? Hola. Hola, everybody. Hello, folks. Um, do the Bobby Lee shitting his pants story from Mad TV. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, yeah. He was on. Uh, this was when he was like on a, just a shit ton of opioids and stuff like that. <laughs> I guess he was playing. I And I remember the skit. Like, I remember him playing. You know, who Connie Chung is. I think she used to have a show yeah. on CNN, if I'm not mistaken. She's married to Maury Povich. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bobby Lee was playing her in a sketch and was so just fucked up that he shit his pants during the sketch <laughs> and just had to continue. And he said he claims I, I don't think I've ever seen the actual sketch uh, where he did that. But he claims like you can see a moment where like his eyes get wider and he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the gist of it. I don't know the full story, but oh, I wonder if there's like a like an E True Hollywood story on that. Uh, Dave Dave Colony was talking about. Uh, he said he got fired doing that, talking about the uh, like what you used to do for the street team. And he said I rigged the ticket contest, and Oldies one hundred three point three saw me at the game. So I guess he rigged the rigged the contest for himself. Oh, see, we've never done that. That's I'm pretty sure illegal. <laughs> i wonder who cares yeah we never did that it was just if there was literally one person that was going to sign up we'd be like ah you got it good for you who's deeper in the closet callahan or colonane oh i mean come on callahan well this this is a trick question it's whoever 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 deeper in the closet means less likely to come out so i would say callahan okay i think dave's right on the verge of a big announcement (laughs) <laughs> it's it's getting that way. It's yeah. getting that bon way. voyage, family. Very funny. Um, Mike, when are you get married, I know that's probably getting annoying, but sleaze, skeezy G asked that. Um, not. I'd say I'd give it a. Let's say twenty. Now, is this to proposal? Like you'll be proposed at this. That's time? that's what I was trying to think of. I was trying to think of how to phrase it. Proposal, I would say. This bitch might be listening. I don't want to give her any ideas. Let's do full on. The paperwork is submitted. The witnesses have signed. You are married. Okay. In that case, I would give it a couple, two, three years, something like that. Maybe four. There you go. There you go. Skeezy G. Uh, Kirk 5K said (laughs) they did an episode where Monica was on Flight 93, but they scrapped it. I like Monica. That would have been a shame. <laughs> Phoebe, you could put on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with her guitar singing "Smelly Cat." <laughs> I say I don't know a lot of friends, but yeah. <laughs> uh, here we are. Very good. All right. Well, Matt, how do you feel? Your first, first uh, live stream you've done with me, right? I uh, yeah. I mean, we did we did Ron and Fez together, um, but yeah, this is the first live stream that I did with just you. I did one yeah. with you and Craig. Well, no, we've done we've done BMP episodes together, but it was always over Zoom. I think uh oh yeah i guess that's true yeah 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 well it's been a pleasure to have you 
Oh, it's been you. nice to talk to someone who seems engaged in the. Like, <laughs> if I start talking about Better Call Saul, you don't say, uh, "What? Hold on, I wasn't listening." What? I know you don't want to hear this, but <laughs> uh, I will defend Craig again, and maybe you, you can just cut this oh, out. These guys. Final. These guys. But reading the chat and focusing on what's going on can be daunting at some points. Some points. Some I points. Just, I just like to give the guy a little guff, you know? Yeah, you know. Oh, I'm not going to tell you to stop. Um, all right, guys. Well, make sure you go. First of all, go to Vaulted Podcast, for Christ's sake. Please do. If you guys are recording a podcast or filming something, uh, whatever whatever you can imagine putting on uh, film or audio recording, go to vaultedpodcastsri.com. Yes, or, correct. Or you hit up, also- uh, follow Matt from RI on Twitter, for God's sake. Please do. Uh, we yeah, we do everything. In, we can do everything in studio. I can also come out to you. I we do full audio and video production, uh, podcast production, all of that stuff. And so we just re-upped for another year lease with the studio. So whether or not we make any money, it still has <laughs> to be paid for. So please come out. <laughs> Look at it that way. <laughs> Even if you don't want anything recorded, just go to Vaulted Podcast. Uh, yeah, you can my uh, the. You know, you can go see Justin for some feedback on how it was. He enjoyed it. Mike enjoys it. I, I enjoyed it as well. It's a very cool spot. I like it. Thank you. Um, and go to blindmike.net. That's where you can find our Patreon. Patreon.com slash blindmike. Um, our merch is up there. All of our, you know, if you want to support the show for free, I appreciate appreciate all the patrons. But if you want to support the show for free, for goodness sake, um, then just leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, like all our videos, comment on all the videos, and uh, you can find out how to do all of that at blindmike.net. So make sure you do that, and um, make sure you wish Craig well. Uh, uh, furries for freedom, I believe it was called the convention he's at. I still am not. I'm not sure. I totally believe you. This sounds fake. No, no, no. He's there. I'm telling you. Look it up. Furries for freedom. It's a big. It's a big deal every year. And uh, Craig got the nod finally. Bruce said, "It's it's strange. Usually, you say like your top man. He always refers to Craig as his bottom bitch, but apparently that's a good thing." Craig always tells me, and he says uh, that's what we send our bottom bitch every year to uh, furries for freedom. So Craig gets that honor this year. <laughs> the first thing that comes up is a furry convention with ties to the alt right. Am I? Am I? Please, I'm telling you. <laughs> Do I know my stuff? Yes, you, you do. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you uh, next time here on the Blind Mike Project. <laughs>